the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. And I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. And right now we are very happy to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the Detroit Tigers manager as the Cardinals get set to play a quick two game series in Detroit against the Tigers starting tonight at about six o'clock. That'll be on Bally Sports Midwest. AJ Hinch is joining us here on the show. AJ, we sincerely appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm a quick study on the Cardinals trying to a team we don't play very often and and we only have two days. They're barely in town for 24 hours, it feels like. We've got to figure out how to uh, compete against them. It's crazy. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. I mean, they get out there, they play the night game tonight, and then you guys turn it around with a quick day game tomorrow. What is this like as a manager trying to prepare for a, a quick series like this against a team yeah. you don't see very often and with the quick turnaround tomorrow for the afternoon getaway day as well? Yeah, it's quick, and we, you know, it's a quick study, and you, but you don't want to leave anything, you know, kind of uh, unnoticed or unstudied for. I mean, we, we we will prepare for them just like we do any other team, and maybe a little deeper dive because of of the the unknown, just not having familiarity with them. We didn't play them in spring training this year. We didn't, we haven't seen a lot of these players. We're going to major league debut tonight, so there's there's a couple of uh, of things we got to we got to deal with, but it, it's a it's a tick easier. Um, doing it this way. A couple weeks ago, we played in Milwaukee in one of these two game stints. We got a, Milwaukee's going to come to our place, and and you know we didn't have the DH there, and so for us having our pitchers have to hit and having your your position play the National League style that you guys are so accustomed to, that's a little bit more difficult than hosting these guys at our place. Uh, but it's quick. You you can't you know you can't wait around. And you're not going to set up hitters. You're not going to going to go over. We just played Anaheim for four games. Now we come back for a two game series. It's significantly different. Well, AJ, one of the guys on the Cardinals, I imagine you won't have to dig too deep into the scouting reports on, is, is Yadier Molina because you've <laughs> you know you've sort of seen him do his thing yeah. for years. What do you think um, he brings? What What do you think the impact he brings to a series in general that you have to be aware of as a manager um, in terms of what he does with the pitching staff, but also controlling the right. running game? What in terms of looking at all of that, what are some of the things he brings that maybe will be missed when he's no longer with his club? Yeah, you, you know, as a manager across the way, number one, he commands the respect right away, um, both for what he's doing on the field, how, it, how he leads his team, the work that he does behind the plate. We know he's, um, you know, dived deep into the, into the scouting reports and the game planning, and, and he sets an incredible tone back there. 
the second thing is you remind your players that they, that don't don't look at the age and consider him you know his defense flipping. This guy throws bullets down to second mm-hmm. still. He he almost baits you now more as a mm-hmm. as a visiting player and visiting manager to do a little bit more and he's still doing his part but it you know it, it's not easy doing we, we, we in our league we have salvador perez uh who we have great respect for and and but but nobody's done it better than yachty behind the plate and he, you know he's still you have to treat him with the utmost respect as a player because the back picks are still there the control in the running game still there um he's still a fiery leader in how you know, watch video and you'll see him get on the pitchers and um, you know, I know he's he's going to be very well prepared. That's the other part that mm-hmm. makes him so special. AJ, you played that position. You know what it's like yeah. to be behind the plate and how much you can get beat up over the course of the season, how both mentally and physically demanding yeah. that spot is. When you see a guy like Yachty go back there consistently playing 140 games per season, what does that mean to right. you? What does that tell you about mm-hmm. what Yachty is as a player? Well, it means that he doesn't buy into the evolving of the game. He's going to say, screw that. I'm going to play every game imaginable. We have a quick day <laughs> game tomorrow, and I'm like begging him to take the day off. Maybe he DHs, and, and we get a different look at the other catcher. But, it, you know, with, with Yachty, he prepares himself. The, the thing that you, in order to do that, um, I know the position well. I know how much the foul tips and the balls and the dirt and the heat, especially in St. Louis, has to, has to play a toll. But it means that he hasn't mentally uh, lost his mind about the offense, or he hasn't allowed anything that goes on offensively to impact his defense. And he's always been a productive major league hitter, but him being able to separate offense and defense, and 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 do it time after time, and 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 evolve with the game game plan, game pitch calling, and uh, he just has to do so much over the course of time to, to stay elite. And he's taking tremendous care of himself. He's durable. Um, and, and again, he's not a guy that you want to test physically because he, at 38, 39 years old, he's still doing things that young guys can't do. AJ, it seems like with virtually every team in baseball, maybe other than the Yankees, Dodgers, and the huge markets, there's sort of cycles that teams go through. And you guys are seemingly right. in a cycle where you're trying to get back, back to the top with the big boys. Do you... You're, but you were the previous situation you were in the last three years. You guys won a hundred games every year, so right. I imagine the trade deadline felt totally different on that team than it would on this team. Is part of your job you feel like to get the team playing so well, where the front office maybe isn't tempted to trade a, a scope or a, a, another veteran right. out there? Yeah, I try to take as much of that pressure off the players as possible because I, you know, the guys ask about it, and players know, and they read, and they listen, and they. They may not admit it, but they, they, this time of year, there's always the gossip that's out there. And I've had players come in my office that have read their name in the in the headlines and wonder if they're you know going to be traded or am I am I being shopped around? And number one, I'm always honest with the players on what I know and don't know. And number two, you know, nothing happens if you unless you play well. <clears throat> so you've got to keep playing well in order to open up opportunities for yourself. If mm-hmm. if you are on a one year contract and you're and you're one of the more tradable players, or number two. You got to play well to help us do well, and and I just try to keep every all the attention on the field and and what they can do, the things that we can control. My job is to set the culture and the and the and the tone behind the scenes for us to go out and compete every night. And all the distractions that come around the trade deadline for a team that is not doing particularly well or is in a rebuilding mode, um, you know, I I want them to keep their head where their feet are. And the same applies when you're a winning team. When you're a winning team and you're always looking. Mm-hmm. And we, the last couple of trade deadlines I had in Houston, here comes Zach Greinke and here comes Justin Verlander. Those are huge acquisitions, but you still have to show up and play tonight's game 
regardless of whether you're on the winning side or on the on the on the down downside. And and, it, and it's important for our players to, to to be open with our players. It's it, to be realistic with our players, but um, make sure that they understand they got they have a job to do. We're talking to AJ Hinch, the Detroit Tigers manager here on 101 ESPN. AJ, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, I mean, the Cardinals right now are in the midst of losing 14 of their last 20 games, and this is not something that St. Louis fans are accustomed to. They're still at 500, so it's not like it's a lost season or anything like that. But in your experience, how do you keep a a clubhouse how do you keep things positive in, in a stretch like this? How do you make sure that things don't get super negative and that this doesn't go into a downward spiral? In your yeah. experience with something like this, how do you do that? Well, their experience matters. And I, and I think I've been on teams that have won 100 games that had six-game losing streaks. And I've been on you know, kind of mediocre teams that make a push and get hot and end up making a run at the playoffs. And so I, the length of the season kind of helps you not get too high and not get too low. And I think I have a ton of respect for Mike Silt and how he he sets an even keeled tone and and has some intensity on doing things the right way, but also you know it looks like they still have fun playing the game and their veteran guys respond to them and and things like that. It's like I think I try to simplify things the best I can in like a short series. You got to win a series and then you got to win a homestand and then you got to win a road trip and to have winning winning records in those are over time are going to really build winning months and that you know the Cardinals. You know in my look at them, it's is the names on paper are pretty good and they're you know you can look at the record all you want or yes they've had a tough couple of weeks you have to respect that 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 these guys are gonna gonna show up and play well and so playing against them you don't feel like it's any easier or you don't feel like it's in that 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 you have an easier path to beat them it's you have to go out and beat them at baseball so i as a manager you've got to stay even keeled and trust your player that it that it can turn because you know what what can be today's headline or today's topic in two weeks and a nice homestand or a nice road trip can turn into a much different narrative just by a couple wins. Speaking of uh, the headlines, everybody's talking now about, you know, checking pitchers for sticky substances. Do you all as a staff have a list of pitchers you're curious about who you might, when you get to that series, point out to the umpire that you'd like them to take a particular look at that pitcher? Um, not so much a list. <laughs> it sounds like a hit list. <laughs> we don't carry those around. Okay. But I, I think in general, you know, I think there's a massive assumption that everybody has has either tried it or done it, and that's not that's not comfortable saying because that's not what we want our sport to be. And I mm-hmm. think we've, over the last couple of weeks, and the and the the mere threat of of checking has calmed down some of the madness and some of the levels in which teams were and players were going. So. I, you know, we're not coming into the Cardinal series worried about anybody. I think mm-hmm. watching yesterday, the first day where Jacob DeGrom's kind of laughing as he's getting searched. And, you know, I saw different pitchers um, since we didn't play yesterday. Get, get Look, I wanted to see how's this all going to go down and mm-hmm. how are the umpires going to be. Now, we got Joe West tonight. It's going to be probably pretty entertaining on how, <laughs> how he goes about oh, it. So, uh, it, it, it. You know, to me, it we won't. Really, I mean, we're going to assume innocence now. We have to respect the game and respect the fact that things are going out. Now, if something outlandish happens, then then we all have to address it. But you know, I'm I, I like how Shilty handled it, handled it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I've also mentioned it to our media on that we have to get this right and get this stuff out of the game to mm. to create the open playing field that that you know the fans deserve. And um, and ultimately, it's going to take a little bit of awkwardness at the beginning for us to get there. Are you? 
I guess the one question that I have kind of outstanding, there's a lot of them, but the biggest question that I have is with uh, the gray area here, right, AJ? It's the, right, okay, right. so you're getting rid of the sunscreen and rosin, but how do you differentiate between that eventually and some of this other stuff that clearly, I mean, I was watching A-Rod on the broadcast the other night, and he had the spider tech that apparently pitchers are using. It, it looks like super glue. <laughs> it's, right, it, clearly, we right. need to get that out of the game, but that I, I feel like there has to be a differentiate, differentiation between that and rosin. Is that one of your questions as well? Is how, how are we going to kind of have this gray area that exists? Yes, because I think that's why originally sunscreen and rosin was taken away. I don't think any player will ever complain about that, and I don't, I don't think that's the you know driving eighty five and a fifty five. I think that's you know speeding but not getting a ticket, and I that's been okay over time. It, it they, they've got to jolt it back to the original intent of of rosin and sweat and good old fashioned pitching, and and hopefully. Um, we've seen it take a step in that direction over the last couple of weeks. Is that going to continue? We'll see the spike. The good and bad of measuring every single thing in baseball nowadays is we're going to know if a guy all of a sudden spikes 400 mm. RPMs on his spin and, and all of a sudden that's going to raise eyebrows. There's going to be headlines. There's great shame that comes with being in the middle of all this. Mm. So I, you know, we hope that, that that in itself should be enough. The players are kind of speaking out on players. You don't see yeah. that a lot in our game when it's player on player. And so – um, if we all want it, like we all say it, then we have to respect and honor the fact that that we need to make a conscious effort for change. So this stuff is not the the, the conversation. What should be talked about is like the, the 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 young players that are coming up to the big leagues, the, the pitching that's in the big leagues, the the races with some of the uh, some of the teams. The San Francisco Giants are a story this season. We need to talk about that stuff more than we need to talk about sticky stuff on a baseball. That that just seems like we're doing our sport a disservice. AJ, I, I did want to follow up on that real quick. You, you mentioned the shame that comes with that. And listen, we've got a text line here in the studio, and I, I'm guessing you can imagine what the texts are that are coming in from some of our text line. Have you brought up uh, your past and talking about some of this stuff with your team? Have you talked about that and, and brought up your personal history with it as well? 100%. I mean, I'm glad you asked. And I, it's an open conversation with me. I'm going to have to answer questions about this. Um, you know, for the remainder of my career, because it uh, was completely embarrassing to be in the midding, middle of a cheating scandal. And I, um, there, there is great shame that comes with that. You don't want to be the face of it. You don't want to have to answer questions every time um, something like that, that this comes up. But the reality is, is you know what happened in Houston? We were wrong, and 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 we crossed the line to the, to a great extent, and we're paying major consequences for that. Um, you know, across the, across the league. And so I, I have I've shared it with our team what, what my stance is. It's zero tolerance. And my, my perspective on it is um, you, you don't want this attached to you as, as you move forward in your game. And um, I'm going to deal with it and, and address it directly. But it doesn't surprise me what fans have to say. I've heard it over, over the dugout. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I know that if I'm going to go on, especially in a visiting city, and I'm going to go on a radio show, I'm sure the text lines are – are full of, of 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 curiosities and accusations and there's some um, good stuff honestly, too. Aj, I promise. There's some good I, stuff I, too. I get it. You know, I get it. And I, but I, I, I have to be uh, at the forefront of this with my club, given the um, given it's the right thing to do. But also, I have experiences to share that that uh, cheating's wrong. I guess it, we always come back to eventually how much impact, even if if we call it cheating, how much impact did it have? And, I, and I'm curious if you think that spin and extra spin due to substances is really at the heart of 
the offensive decline we've seen or if you think there's a, a bigger picture that we're missing here? So I, I've always thought of it, and I've been asked this before, and I've always thought of it as a big pie, and you're trying to figure out the percentages within the pie and what's contributing to it. And I don't think that this is the biggest piece. Um, I think I think the, the era of launch angle and home runs and the three true outcomes being what our sport has evolved to, I think, you know, the way we, the way we teach, get the ball in the air, the shifting that we, that we deploy now, um, all of that has its contribution to the, the overall decline of offense. Velocity mm-hmm. is at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Some of that could be due to the, to the grip. Some of it doesn't have to be because I, I still watch, you know, we had guys doing 99 miles an hour the other day. Shohei Otani's doing bullets. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with sticks. So, you know, there, there's still talent at this level that it's not all of a sudden going to go all the way back to the 1990s when it was sinker slider and mm-hmm. people throwing 88 to 92 miles an hour. So the part of it is going to be, you're going to see, you know, a little step in the right direction as we get rid of this stuff. Part of it, if we, if we can deploy a little bit more old school baseball and run scoring and, Maybe we reward in the compensation package for guys that can put the ball in play a little bit more. Mm. All that's going to help us get back to a better place. But if we continue to only try to hit homers and we continue to throw fastball four-seamers up above the zone and we continue to swing out of our tail with two strikes, then, then the, the, the era of offense is going to continue to decline. Mm. Final question that I've got for you, and a huge thanks to all of your time, AJ. We, we really do appreciate it today. Last year, how much baseball did you watch? And out of curiosity, what are some of the things that you noticed that maybe you wouldn't have seen while you were in the dugout as a manager that you were able to pay attention to while you were just watching from afar last year? Yeah, I watched a ton during my suspension because I'm a baseball you know nut through and through. I, I watched, I got to watch all teams as opposed to just your own team and your opponent. And that's where I, you know, I sat on the couch, watched 30 managers manage in different ways. I saw the bullpens. I, I started to, to, to get on the, in the bandwagon of how defense and base running has taken a step backwards. You know, you start to see things that in, you see the sport from a different level. You know, I've, I've always been curious, you know, you'll have some people say, man, the sport's unwatchable. And then when you sit on the couch and you actually watch it, as opposed to being in the middle of it, you can see glimpses of why, you know, fans are starting to cry out for, for, for a better brand of baseball and not just the homer strikeout walk. And you can see the managers and how they have to deploy with the three batter rule and the extra inning rule and things like that. So I, you know, I got to, got to study it a little bit. And, you know, I also got to dig, dig deep in my soul and realize how much I miss baseball and, and got to watch um, baseball at the highest level and not be a part of it for the first time in over two decades. So, um, you know, it, it, it's fun to, to, to study different managers, and I got to do that last year, but it's more fun to compete against them. AJ, you're a fantastic manager, and I think I speak for a lot of our listeners as well. We're getting it in on the text line right now who appreciate the way that you're handling all of this with the openness and the honesty. Um, so huge thanks for, to you for coming on today. All the best to you and your team this year, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate having me. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Pre-Mixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.